Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. And we're back with another episode of Louisiana Ladies. Um, We are recording this actually right after our 4th of July holiday, so we hope that everyone had a great 4th. Yeah, happy 4th of July. And if you haven't picked up, we've got our guest co-host back. I'm back. I told you I was coming for your job, Maggie. (laughs) So, Kate is a real trooper. When did we text her, Lainey? Last week. Yeah, like Friday. We're like, can you please come and record? Um, So, thank you, Kate, for being here. I always love my invitation. And we have our guest, our lovely guest, Kelly Frutro, sitting next to me. Hey, everybody. I, I really do. I'm liking the headphones. Yeah. I'm into it. It took me a second because yes, I could here. hear myself immediately, but I'm, I'm, I like, I, it feels expensive. Ooh. It's a yeah. local company. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, we're going to work on also microphones, but I'm telling you, I think our audio is getting there. Uh, also just to let the audience know, we are recording with the lights off in this room because (laughs) we realized that the light made some noise and Lainey, um, that wasn't, that wasn't going to (laughs) fly with Lainey. (laughs) The bar just keeps getting raised and Lainey is just, she's ever raising it. So anyway, so we're really excited. Um, today I personally love it when a... Holiday falls on the weekend, and then you get, like, the next day off. And I just think, you know, I've talked about where America or, I don't know, any other country that has a five-day work week. Like, why? Why is it five days? Yeah. It seems like, I mean, on a percentage basis, that's a lot. Who came up with that rule? Like, who was like, we're going to work, like, 80% of the week, and then we'll have off just the last couple of days. Like, who thought of that rule? They yeah. need to be fired from making right. those decisions. I would be okay with four or three. I'd work mm-hmm. four days 100%. for three off. But here's where I'm... So whenever we restructure America <laughs> <laughs> and fix this, uh, here's the thing. Well, and maybe we can make it flexible. Like, I really like Sunday nights knowing I don't have to work on Monday. Mm-hmm. But I also like Thursday nights knowing <laughs> you don't, don't have to work Friday. on Friday. So... I don't know. Yeah. I saw an argument for it on Instagram of a four-day work week and a three-day weekend, and they had a lot of valid points. I agree. I'm for it. Yeah. I think people get burned out by the end of the week. Yeah. Well, and that's what they talked about, the amount of unproductive time we have, whether it's Monday when we come in the office and we're wasting time by talking to all of our coworkers. Um, Tuesday is the most productive day because of all the things you didn't do on Monday. And then also on Fridays being burnout. So you could eliminate one of those and really focus four days and then have three days of recovery. <laughs> well, and I also think that we work longer days. Like, I, even though maybe it's supposed to be an eight-hour workday, I don't know a lot of people that actually work only, like, literally mm-hmm. they sit down and eight hours later they're done working. 
Yeah. Kelly, do you feel like that? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely hourly employees. Like, if you go to work and you don't have access to, like, your email or anything at home. That must be nice. Yeah. Then you just clock <laughs> in, do your work, and then clock out and leave. Like, even my husband, he works shift work. And I, he's always, like, well, I don't, like he does, he's like, I don't ever worry about work when I'm not there. I'm like, because you have someone else doing your job while you're not there. Yes. Like, you leave, and someone comes and takes your place, and they take over until you get back. Like, no magical fairy is at my desk doing my work for yeah. me while I'm not there. <laughs> like, it's always waiting for me, so I don't know. But, yeah, I think hourly employees have more luxury when it comes to working their true shift and then going home. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I've always said if I don't do this, we're really going down a, down a rabbit hole here. But, you know, <laughs> if I didn't do this, I would go do something else. And my business coach told me that um, no matter what I do, I'm going to be um, stressed out because I'm a type A personality. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to do it at 150%. Um, but I really do envy the people that can leave work mm-hmm. behind. I think it's hard. Y'all can't. I know you and the people that you work with. And I get, um, let's see, I've gotten an email at 8.30 on a Friday night. That's for, Lauren. Uh-huh. That is Lauren, my boss, who is incredible. She's the best boss I've ever Lauren's had. Lauren's our shout-out. Yes, yeah, so she is definitely our shout-out. Shout-outs. I actually am still hourly, which I love because I have two small children. And yeah. so I have to be able to leave and go pick up my kids and then turn into mommy mood. And Lauren has small children, too, but she has a little bit. I guess it kind of depends. But, yes, yeah, so Lauren, her brain never shuts off. Yeah. Her and I are a lot alike in that regard. Never shuts off. Got an email from her, no lie, at 8.30 at night on a Friday night. And uh, Lauren, I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but I had drank a martini and asked <laughs> me to call you. So I did call her and we resolved whatever. You know, she's, uh, we'll talk about how compliant of clients you guys are. So Kelly and I met because they are, um, Pelican State Credit Union is her employer and they are a 401k client of ours and have been. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous to work with. Well, I agree on the flip side that I don't know what I would do without Melissa and her team because, uh-huh. like, it's just so hard. There's so many rules and regulations, and you don't know what's an IRS rule and what's a plan rule, and then, then throw COVID in and all the new laws that COVID brought, and I was just very overwhelmed. And so Lauren was like, we're going to research companies, and we very thankfully found Melissa and her team. And it's just so nice to have backup and to feel like you are supported and have that you don't have to worry. You have someone to rely on, so it's nice. Can we record that as a testimony? <laughs> We're putting that on the website. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly. So anyway, before we get into to talking with yes. Kelly, uh, we're going to do our word of the episode. Word of the episode. Word up. Brought to you by Lainey, but... But read by, by Kate. Kate. All right. Today's word is ambiguous. Open to more than one interpretation or having a double meaning. Ambiguous. I feel like I do use that word a lot in my profession. Really? Yeah, I do. Because there are some things, especially in the IRS code, that are ambiguous. Okay. I feel like the word may or maybe or might or could or possibly... Those are all kind of ambiguous, right? Right. Am I using that, thinking about that correctly? So COVID, right? The rules. Well, you might have to pay somebody for sick leave. Okay. Well, how do I know that? Well, if they might be, you're like, "Ah." Mm -hmm. you know. There were so many, just figure it out and, you know, we'll tax you on it later (laughs) or we'll collect later. And we're sitting here like, are we going to have to pay it back to our employees? Like, it was so... The unknowns of oh, yeah. COVID. I think it's all still being a little unraveled too. Yes. If you want my opinion on that. 100%. So, um, all right. So, Kelly, let's just let's just go back talk about you. So, you are from Baton Rouge, Gonzales. From Gonzales, yes. Okay. But I so I went to like school in Gonzales, but then I went to high school in Baton Rouge. Okay. 
So, and I was telling Lainey, I took dance in Kenner because my mom was crazy and drove wow. me 45 minutes to dance. So I grew up in Gonzales, danced in Kenner, and then eventually went to school in Baton Rouge. So I'm like, was all over the place. Yeah. My mom was insane. Was it a really competitive studio? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And my, fa- like my, it was a distant cousin, but my cousin owned it. But uh-huh. yes, I, my entire childhood was dance until eighth grade when I started taking tumbling for dancing, this like big competition. And then I fell in love with cheerleading and then I switched to cheerleading and never looked back. And my mom wanted to kill me. <laughs> but yeah, like literally just stopped dancing and switched to cheerleading yeah. in the eighth grade. Like the end of my eighth grade. Okay, so whenever you were a cheerleader, did they like throw you? I mean, you're 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 tiny. In high school, no. In high school, I was on the, I was a base, like okay. when it's all girl. But in college, when I switched, so all through high school, I would just take like lessons, private lessons with the boys to like learn how to fly. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I got to college, I of course was in the air because all the girls are. But in high school, no, I was a base. Okay, so let's talk about being an LSU cheerleader. Okay. So, um, walk us through the process of trying out for that. <laughs> it was insane. So, and I guess, like, I had grown up dancing, but when I got into cheerleading, like, a lot of my coaches were cheerleaders, and so that was my goal. Like, that's where I had my eyes set. So, for, to have, like, five, four and a half, almost five years of, like, that being your goal and to get to that point, it was just so insane. I remember being so nervous and, you know, making sure I was perfect and all the things and lots of practices before, but it was like a week long tryout, maybe like, maybe not quite a week, maybe four days, like a long weekend. And um, so there's stunting, tumbling, like the dances, cheers, motions. And so each day had like a different obstacles so like the first day was stunting and you had to get past that and then they'd make a cut and then the next day was tumbling you have to get past that and they'd make a cut and then the next day would be like chants and dances and they'd make a cut and then the end that you did it all and they selected like I don't know I think there might have been like 16 girls on the purple squad and 16 on the gold squad and so yeah, and then the boys pretty much just had to, like, do a – I mean, it's probably a little bit more competitive now. Again, this was back in 2007. I'm old. So um, the boys had to, like, do a backflip and, like, be able to throw us in the air. So it was a lot less – And, like, not drop you. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so stunting would be being, like, thrown up mm-hmm. or whatever they – you know, I'm, I'm – The pyramids. The yes. pyramids. Okay. Tumbling would be, like, cartwheel to round <laughs> slip flops. So, yeah, you had to have a back tuck. You had to have, okay. like, a standing where you, like, stood on the ground and, like, literally just jumped up and flipped back. So that was one of the things that I would like, I would hit my head. <laughs> that was, like, a non-negotiable. That had to be done by everybody on okay. the team. And then a lot of the girls... To be competitive, you had to have a full, which is where you are in like a layout position, so your legs and everything are straight, and you do a twist as you're flipping oh, yep. over. Mm-hmm. You twist as that. you're flipping back. Well, I think being a gymnast helped with all of this, correct? Yeah, but I didn't do tum like I tumbled a little bit for dance, like to put the tumbling in my dance, like aerials and you know back handsprings and things like that. But I was never a gymnast, so that was the hard part, getting over the fear of. But now I look at the cheerleaders now and they're doing 10 times more than we ever did. Like they're doing standing fools. Like that was not a thing when I cheered. And now it's like. So like, is that where they just stand and then they have to somehow flip and flip twist? Flip back and twist. Yeah. Without having any sort of momentum. Exactly. <laughs> yep. That's not ever going to be know. possible. And so I just like think about my, you know, I have a one and a half year old daughter and like, I don't know what she is going to want to do. Cheer, dance, play volleyball, softball, whatever. But I just think like. Gosh, it's already so competitive. What's it going to be in another 15 years? You know, like, where is this going to go? Because it seems like it continues to get 
more and more. And I guess that's with every sport or every activity. You know, the skills keep rising. Yeah. But that sounds stressful. So, <laughs> so you were a cheerleader in 2007 when we won the national championship. I was. Was that when the – we were in New Orleans. Yes. I'm going to tell everybody a story about this national championship game. And if Patrick, my lovely husband, is listening, he's going to know exactly what's about to come out of my mouth. So I was teaching at St. Joseph's Academy. And Patrick's brother, and I think Patrick had put in for tickets. You know, I think at that point it was a lottery type. Yes, that's exactly what it was. To get the tickets, right? So I knew... This day was coming that we were going to find out who we got tickets to the national championship. And I am, believe it or not, last season I was not on my on my A game when it came to keeping up with football. But for the most part, I'm a huge LSU football fan. And almost to a fault, I get way too emotional about games, especially if I don't feel like it's being played mm-hmm. fairly. So, um, anyway... So I come down from like teaching a class and I look at my computer. I'll never forget this. I know exactly where I was at St. Joseph's Academy and I got an email from Patrick and it said, guess what? And I'm like, we got tickets. Oh no. Okay. No. That's not what it said. <laughs> it said, my brother got two tickets to the game and invited me to go. Isn't that cool? Did you not cool at all, Patrick? (laughs) That's not cool. That's not not cool cool at all. So, uh, needless to say, he was in the doghouse. I'm sure. And um, I got an extra Christmas present. So, (laughs) only I would have known you then because I was a student, of course, and it was based off of a point system for the students. So, every time you went to like an event, you would scan your student ID and you would get so many points. Well, being a cheerleader, we had to cheer at volleyball games we had to go to swim meets we had to go to soccer games like if the alumni asked us to be at something we would try really hard to be there and so all these events I would swipe my card and swipe my card I got all these points well I wasn't on the gold team which was like varsity I was on the purple team so the gold team cheered at the game we didn't but I had all these points so I got tickets oh. but I sold them I am. I was, but I just was like the amount of money I can get for these tickets. And I was a freshman in college. I was like, I'm gonna just watch it on TV and have fun with my friends, you know, and let someone else pay me a lot of money to go to this. Hey, (laughs) ain't no shame in that game. Ain't no shame in that game. Okay, so that was um, you know, that's kind of a cool. That's really cool experience, and to be on the field and everything. So, were you a a cheerleader for your entire duration at LSU? No, and I actually didn't graduate from LSU. I only cheered my freshman year. Okay. And I think I think I talk about this a little bit in my you know, ask me some questions, but I went into my freshman year of college not knowing what I wanted to do with my life, not having any real sense of like direction. And I was in a sorority and I was a cheerleader and I just didn't do great at school that freshman year. And so I took a break and kind of like figured out my life a little because I probably had seven different majors before I actually figured out, like, landed and figured out what I wanted to do. So. I mean, I had five, and I went back to school. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I went yeah. from, I was going to be orthodontist, then I switched to mechanical engineering, and then I switched to chemical engineering. I'm pretty sure I did all of that in my freshman year. And then I switched to math, just straight math, mm-hmm. and then I took a class based upon math theory, and I'm like, no, I don't really care about that. I just want to solve math problems. And then I... Went to secondary education. Isn't it crazy? Like, I think it's insane that we tell an 18-year-old, 17, 18-year-old person to, like, go into the world and figure it out with, like, no experience. I mean, no, like, well, job. I think like there's just... a statistic. So, there's a certain percentage of people who actually use their major. Yeah. What'd you graduate in? Marketing. Yeah. Oh, like okay. graduating marketing. <laughs> She's one of them. So many of my friends went into teaching and nursing, and I feel like those are two degrees that 
you use, you know, like, like, and from Jump Street, they knew they wanted to be a teacher, they wanted to be a nurse, and they had, like, these direct paths, and I was like, I'm going to do fashion merchandising, what? Like, about <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> a dream? I think this is great. So, here's my thing, right, and I've, t- I've told people this before, um, it's never too late to change your career, in my opinion, right? Others might disagree, you know, you know I mean things, you know, you don't want to like totally quit your job and not have any source of income. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're being practical about it, but I don't ever think it's too late to have, to further your education or to just explore. And so whenever I, um, had no idea what I wanted to do, I was teaching, but I was like, I don't want to do this forever. I literally interviewed, but not really. I just, anybody I met that was in a different profession, I would ask them a whole bunch of questions about it, you know? And so that's, um, not really how I landed in accounting. I just liked math. So anyway, what do you think, Kate? You're no longer a teacher. I know. And even, um, I've just like exited a second, um, career. So, you know, I got my degree in education and same as Melissa, I kind of had this like quarter life crisis of like, do I really want to live on a bell schedule and, you know, not be able to get lunch with my friends if it happens to be September, (laughs) you know? Um, and then, so I left teaching without much of a plan and kind of fell backwards into wedding planning. And that was good to me. But then when I had my daughter and she went off to kindergarten and I realized our schedules were different, you know, it really wasn't serving its purpose. So, I, you know, I don't know. I th- I agree. I think it's crazy that we look at an 18-year-old that we don't trust to vote and we're like, oh, wait, we do trust him to vote. We don't trust him to drink. Okay, American history teacher. We don't trust him to drink. And we say, like, well, what do you want to do forever? Yeah. And also, unless you have scholarships, your family's going to spend a lot of money on this education. And then in four years, good luck or, you know, I feel like Gen Z is being more educated, though. I think they're going to grad school more than maybe us cuspers. I feel like a lot of... We're geriatric millennials, I believe. We are geriatric (laughs) millennials. I mean, because we really are on the cusp. But I do... I don't remember whenever I graduated from LSU, a bunch of people going straight into grad school. You know, it's more like... I feel like I have some friends that are going back to grad school Mm -hmm. now. What do you think, Lainey? Because since you're a True Gen Zer. Well, I also. Or are you a millennial? No, I, I'm a cusper. Oh, uh, but but on the other side, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I'm technically Gen Z, but a lot of so you have to remember that my graduation year was COVID, so a lot of my friends went to grad school because they couldn't get jobs. Oh. So we, you got a job, Lainey. Yeah, I got a job. Lainey but I just feel like a lot of my even just watching former students, former cross country runners. Um, comparing them to my generation, like you said, we all graduated from school and we got jobs. And then as time has gone on, I've watched former students follow that same path. But then now my former cross country runners that are younger and Lainey's age, that they're going and getting more education. But I feel know. like it's hard because I'm an HR and so you need some experience to get those higher paying jobs. And I feel like a lot of these people are going and getting so much education and then they don't want to take like an mm-hmm. intern or an assistant position to get the experience. Right. And they are just expecting kind of like a jump over. So unless that secondary degree is like, or graduate school degree is like really specific to a job that you need it to get a certain job, I find, are people really using it like right out of school? Do you I think? kind of felt like, they're doing it because they want to extend that 
period of their life before they have to do... Be a grown-up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Adulting yeah. sucks. It does. Yeah. It really does. Well, and it's I encourage it. Good for those Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hartley's counselor at camp told me she's going to be a senior at, at Ole Miss. And then she's like, after that, I think I'm going to go to grad school. I didn't even ask her for what. I was like, you should do it. You should <laughs> definitely do it. She's like, yeah, and I can come back and work at camp for a few more summers. I'm like, yes, Ella. <laughs> like, I extend that. Oh, it's, it's so true. I'm like, you got the rest of your life to work. Yeah. You know, like, you, you know, not that working is bad. It's just, it's just different, right? Yeah. But I, I'm with you on the experience thing. And I think that sometimes, especially whenever you're young, it's no knocking. I mean, I felt the same way. It's like, okay, well, now I have a college degree and this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is what I think that I'm going to make or whatever. But ser- I always tell people, especially when they first start in our department specifically, I'm like, you are literally not going to know what you're doing for two years. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, don't worry, everybody. They're being supervised. We're not making mistakes. But, like, you're going to walk out of this office every day. Your brain's going to hurt. You're going to be extremely challenged. And you're not going to feel confident to go talk to a client about something complex. Like, so, no, you're not going to be a manager in two years. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen, you know. So, I find that, depending on the person, they have a harder time waiting for that. And they get frustrated, you know. So, it does take a lot of coaching, especially at the senior level here. Me, I always joke with people. I'm like, I just try not to get fired. Like, that's all I, I wanted to. If I left this office and I still had a job, <laughs> I was like, that's a win for me. Now. I read an arc recently about millennials, like, working so hard to get to the manager level and then getting there and, like, being like, mm, never mind. Like, I'll go back to, like, my desk job and not be a manager. So, it's, I mean, I've had conversations. I mentor people here. I mentor mm-hmm. people outside. And one of the things I tell them is, like, okay, a title's great. It's great. You know, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel accomplished. Don't get me wrong. A promotion makes you feel good. But you better be ready to be able So, you know, I'm like, right now you're the one asking your senior manager all the questions. Okay, flip that. Now you're going to have to know how to answer questions and make decisions and sometimes make really big decisions. Are you prepared for that? And sometimes when I, they're like, oh, yeah, um, I need like another year or so. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be mean. It's just. No. I tell Lauren all the time, like, I love my company. I love my job. I love what I do. And I have two very small children. I'm not ready to have to answer emails at nine o'clock at night or answer phone calls. I, when I go to work, I want to work. And when I leave, I want to be a mom. And that's just where I am in my life. Now in Mm -hmm. five, six years, when my kids are a little bit more independent, I may be ready. But right now, I'm very happy where I'm at. And it's not because I don't want to grow or do more or be more or learn more. I'm constantly trying to find ways to learn and grow. But I don't want the responsibility that comes along with that title. I just not, not right now, not at this point in my life. And that's okay, yeah. right? And so one of the things that I've, and, and it's, I think it's funny that I even mentor people in this, but I put myself in, in the place of having young kids. I don't, but I do have nephews. And, you know, when they were young, I would go to their baseball games mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it might have been at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. You can't replace that time. Right. No. That time is irreplaceable. You can't go back in time. Yeah. But you can develop your career or grow professionally or whatever, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Or you could stay exactly where you are. That's you know, right. I yeah. admire people that say, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, good for you. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, okay. That's, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so How did now. we get there? Careers of 101. <laughs> All right. So, Kelly. Okay. So, you didn't graduate. Go, go, okay, remind yeah. everyone since we went on a tangent. You didn't graduate from LSU. Nope. Graduated from? Actually, I graduated. I have an associate's degree from BRCC, and okay. I always planned to go back to college, and but didn't ever know like what I want to do. So I got into retail, and my husband was in the military, 
Um, that's a crazy story. Yeah, we're going to talk about yeah. that. Yeah, um, and so I kind of had to pay some bills for a little bit, and so I just went into retail management, which kind of got me onto like the HR side of things, like new hire orientations and employee relation, things like that. And then Price, I worked at Price LeBlanc, the car dealership. I did okay. HR for them. They gave me an incredible opportunity. I still love all of my co-workers at Price LeBlanc. They took a chance on a girl who had zero experience and gave me an HR position, and I fell in love. And so... I don't know, probably eight, nine years later, I'm still in HR, just with a different company, and love both companies equally, and Pelican, where I'm at now, has just a little bit better benefits. We are, I think, not-for-profit. There's a difference between non-profit and not right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I should know that. It's Maybe okay. It's just You're an HR guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But, um, and so we could just offer really great benefits to our employees, and since I'm in benefits and payroll, I know how important that is to an employee, and so I sought out Pelican strictly for their benefits. For their benefits? Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you this, though, because uh, we did have somebody else who um, is in HR um, as her career. This was, quote, like, early on in our Louisiana Ladies podcast, and so one of the things I mentioned is, like, if somebody comes to me and it is an HR issue, I'm like, you need to go to HR. <laughs> So what? So I kind of cringe, you know, thinking about dealing with HR. What is it that you know? Because you're very passionate about it, and yes. I can just tell uh, talking to you on the phone, your emails, and just uh, conversing with you. So what is it that you enjoy about it? So I actually don't handle too much of like the employee relations issues. That's more like Lauren's department. Mm-hmm. I am strictly payroll and benefits. Okay. And so I am very much a numbers girl. I like that two plus two is four, and it's black and white, and there's not. I mean, there's a little of gray, but if there's not a whole, whole bunch. I like that my GLs balance and that I work with accounting closely. I like a lot of that. And then I love benefits, especially at Pelican, because our benefits are so incredible. And so I'm so proud to, like, shout about how cheap our health insurance is and how incredible our 401k plan is. Like, I love to tell our employees about it and our 14 holidays that we get every year. Like, we have these incredible benefits. And so it's really easy for me to be passionate about it because they're so great. And so that's what, I know that I'm making a difference, that I'm giving a single mom who doesn't normally have, you know, who came from four holidays a year to 14 and they get these holidays off with their kids that they never had before and they can afford healthcare and they can finally afford to put into their 401k with a great company match. And I don't know, I feel like we're changing lives and I feel like HR, a lot of people like don't realize that is happening on the back end. Yeah, no, I don't think, <laughs> I think you put that really into those, yeah. those deep, those deep. Well, and I can tell you, I mean, my experience with you guys has been, you know, just awesome whenever I went and I was interviewed to be the TPA because they were other people that they were interviewing to. I left and I was like, I think we can make a really good match. <laughs> and we do. We really do. We got along great. So, um, so I guess let's talk about this crazy story yes, that you and your husband that I'm yes. reading about. So we went to high school together, which is how we met, but we never dated in high school. He actually dated one of my really good friends. You I never dated him. I never <laughs> yes. dated Patrick in high school either. Yeah, so he went to the military. He was a Marine, or I guess once a Marine, always a Marine. He, he did his four years okay. and um, got out. But so he went to the Marine Corps, and I went to college. And he um, got stationed in Japan for his four years. The entire time was in Okinawa, Japan. And so he messaged me on Facebook because his mom sent him a care package that had some high school pictures. And, like, he dated my best friend. So, we, like, we were all in, like, prom pictures and, like, group pictures and stuff together. And he, like, got a picture of me in this care package, sent me a message on Facebook. Now, remember, this was, like, 2009, 2010. And we just started talking on Facebook. And then we started Skyping. 
So, but he was in Japan this whole time. And so for, gosh, eight months or so, we like Skyped over, like, you know, just talked on the internet. And then he came home for two weeks. He went back to Japan for six months. He came home for another two weeks and we got married. Wow. <laughs> and y'all been married ten for years. 10 years. In January, we made 10 years. Congratulations. Thank you. Isn't that crazy? So yeah, so our first whole year of marriage, she was stationed in Japan. And the reason we got married so quickly um, was because we at that point, he was going to stay in. He was going to be a career Marine. And so for me to be able to go with him to his next station, mm-hmm. we had to have been married in time for his next orders to be in place, uh-huh. or I wouldn't have been able to go. So if we would have w- waited another six months for the next time he came home, we wouldn't have made the time to get his orders for me to go to the next place. Well, he ended up getting out because at the, now he had a wife and who wanted kids, and he didn't want his family to have to travel and constantly move, so he ended up deciding to get out. Um, but yeah, so we... Got married very quickly. (laughs) And I always tell people, like, yes, we grew up very similarly. We have a lot of the same, like, morals and just beliefs. And I think that definitely helped. But we just talked a lot. Like, our relationship wasn't about, like, going to this party or going to that party or, like, what date we were having. Like, we literally sat on Skype and talked for hours and hours and hours for two years. Like, all we did was just have these really deep conversations. And then we grew really well together. And, you know, it's just... We were so young. We were 21 when we got married. And, like, just that we grew together and, you know, he works really hard. He's, like, the most, I don't know, he just has sacrificed so much for us. And, I don't know, it's just good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, you know, I think sometimes, you know, I think our perception is you have to be physically around somebody. And some people might, you know. But I do think you get to know. I mean, I think back in, in high school and even in college, when Patrick and I were dating in college, I mean, I was living at Miller Dorm. I think he was living at home. He was going to Southeastern. I was at LSU. Like, we didn't get to, I mean, we might have seen each other on, like, Saturdays, which, I mean, it's nowhere near comparison, but you really get to have some deep phone conversations, you know, and I don't know if that happens nowadays, you know, with all the texting and stuff, but... um, It's true. It's just crazy. I don't know. I look back and, like, kind of wonder how it all unfolded the way it did 10 years and two kids later. Um, but I'm just really happy it did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's talk about your kids. How yes. old are they? Four and a half and a year and a half. Okay. So I have a little boy, Graham. He's four and okay. a half. He'll be five in October. And then my little girl is Burke. It's my great grandmother's maiden name. Everybody always asks where I came up with that oh, weird cute. name. And so, um, and she'll be two in November. Okay. And he starts pre-K in August and I'm already crying. Uh, like, all the time. I cry. <laughs> so, well, Hartley didn't do pre-K. She was at home with me because yeah. I was working from home, and we went to Jefferson Baptist, super part-time. So when she started kindergarten five days a week, all day, it was a lot It was a lot for me. She was fine. <laughs> I, it was a lot for me. And when we went to drop her off on the first day, I was walking out of the school crying, and I ran into a former student who also was dropping off a child who was older than Hartley, so she had been through it before, and she's like, Miss Cook, it's going to be okay, and gave me a hug, and you know, so and it, and you know what, it is going to be okay. I know, and he goes to a little preschool now, so we've done like the drop-off five days a week, you know, he's been doing that since he was two, so I don't know, it's just, this was my middle school, like my primary middle mm-hmm. school that he's going to, mm-hmm. and I was telling Lainey, the boys wear this little red belt, and I don't know, it's just something like so symbolic about this like little red belt that I had to buy for him, and like, hey, I hung up his uniforms, and I'm just like, what 
is this light? Like, how is yeah. this happening? And how does it go by so fast? I, I just don't, I mean, I was thinking about uh, my nephew. So, you know, two of them are 10. The oldest two are 10 on opposite sides. So one's on my side and one is on Patrick's side. And uh, we were at the River House this weekend and Cooper, you know, he's 10. And I said before, like, he's going to, we don't have that much longer before he's like, um, no, I'm not hanging out with y'all. I'm going mm-hmm. to, you know, my friend's house, house for the weekend. I don't care that the river has pulled mm-hmm. anymore, you know. And it's just kind of like, how did that happen? You were an infant like yesterday, you know. It's so true. It is so true. And I feel like the older I get and the older they get, the quicker it gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, it's, I've said this, I think, every podcast. I'm like, it's July. And I'm trying to think back as to where, because like, I use that one-line-a-day journal, which is highly recommend this to anyone. Who oh, wait, I just bought one, and yeah. I'm horrible <laughs> about doing it. I did, like, July. No, I did June, like, 2nd and 3rd, and then I haven't done it. And I'm like, I keep, like, trying to remember because I want to for my kids. I put it right by my yes, bed, so I before I go to bed. It only takes, like, a minute. But what's, You might be the reason I did this. I don't know. I think you're pop- – did you talk about it in a podcast? I did talk about okay, it. Okay, you're the reason I bought but it. But I love looking at it. I love <laughs> That's why. Yes. Well, I just like looking at the year before, and so I'm excited to see, you know, five years. But I'm still just like, okay, so this time last year, COVID was, I think, like – you know, coming back full force, everybody was wearing masks everywhere. We still weren't traveling, but in my brain, it kind of feels like a blur. Like, I don't know. Does it feel blurry to anyone else? Like it just went by really fast. It does. Even though we were in a crazy time. Well, I mean, I remember sitting down as a family and talking about like, are we going to go on our beach trip, Mm -hmm. which we always do, um, at the very beginning of the summer. And so things were still quite unsure, you know, Mm -hmm. in May when we were really deciding, do we want to do this? Do we want to go to Florida? Also, will we get into Florida? Do you remember all yeah. that? Oh, yes. You know, yeah, and that's it's just true. like you had a Louisiana license that yeah. like, weren't letting you in or something crazy. And like, just ha- it's you know, it does. It was like, was that real? Did that really? Did we do that? And it was only a year ago, we, you know, and it went so fast. We remodeled our house. We like completely demoed our master bathroom. The last week of February, mm. and then COVID hit. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and so we were literally our master bathroom was full of dust. Like we were like moving plumbing, so like digging into the slab of my house. So we couldn't even live in. We couldn't sleep in the master bedroom because the dust. So mm-hmm. our king size bed was on the floor in our living room, and then they're like, "Now you have to work from home." And so I had two small children <laughs> with my bed in the living room, working from home. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, I talked to Lauren at one point, and she was like, I was like, how are you doing? She's like, girl, I'm about to start growing grapes. <laughs> like, it's, it's bad. Yes. They got to go back to school, yeah. you know? And so I didn't have to, to deal with yes. that. It was Lord. That yes. sounds It was a lot. Challenging. Mm-hmm. We'll just say that. Okay. So um, you put on here that your favorite vacation you've been on was to Peru. Yes. Okay, so tell us about that. I've never, I don't even know if I could, could, point where Peru is on <laughs> It's in South America. It's almost like straight down oh, from straight us. Down. Okay. Yeah. So the time zone didn't change, which was awesome. Okay. Joined a different country. So that was nice. My brother, he's three years older than me. He was dating a girl at the time who is Peruvian. And so it was her 30th birthday. So I was 27. I was 26. We were, I was, I was almost 27 because I didn't have my son yet. I, mean, I wasn't even pregnant. So I remember like being excited that I wasn't, we were like starting to think about kids, but I wasn't pregnant so I could go on this trip and like drink. So I remember <laughs> being excited. But, um, typical, typical Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want to be pregnant so I can drink on this vacation. But my brother was dating a girl who was Peruvian and so her whole family was going down to visit some family in Peru and she was like, if y'all want to come, come. And so it was really nice because we had like 
tour guides like that could speak the language and show us. And so we flew into Lima, which is the capital, and it's very like commercialized, but it has a beach. Like it was so cool. They had this like mall thing like on the cl on a cliff of the beach. I don't know. It was just incredible. And the sights and there's all these ruins. And then we took literally a puddle jumper plane to um, gosh mm -hmm. Machu Picchu. And then so that was like country like chickens running around and like llamas just like everywhere and alpaca and just crazy it was very country but they had this little like center city with all these restaurants and like little shops around it and they had a little church and it was so cute and you took a train and we went to um you know the ruins the like Mine? huh nope, that's not went, no, no we went like, why am i like drawing a blank i need to stop <laughs> no, it's <laughs> something like seven wonders of the world why am i like completely drawing a blank Hmm. It's okay. I have my computer. We will figure Google this it. out. Yeah. I don't know like why. Yeah, two of my roommates uh, from Disney were from Peru. Yeah. So we always say we want to go visit them. It is incredible. They like really the cool. Food is delicious because it's so close to the coast that like all the seafood is so 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 fresh. But you eat like crazy things. They have like fried guinea pigs. Like guinea pig is like a thing they eat there. So like you have to try that. And then they just eat like alpaca. Like they have like alpaca burgers and like alpaca. Alpaca. Yeah, alpacas. like alpacas. Chan Chan. There's Manu National Park. No, it's like the um Seven Wonders of Peru. Google's not helping me out here. Okay, <laughs> aren't you? Didn't you know okay, this? you know what? I taught American history. <laughs> <laughs> no, Machu Picchu is the ruins. Yes, yeah, yeah. But yeah. we there was so that wasn't the city we flew into. We flew into like this tiny little like Cusco. We flew into Cusco. Okay, and then from there we took a train to Machu Picchu. Okay, did y'all go to Lake? Oh, Lord. Quaka? I don't know, but it's beautiful. I, like, we... It was incredible. The sights, the food, and it was really inexpensive. Like, once you got there to fly, like, the food was really inexpensive. I don't know. It was just... It was nice, though, because we had our own little tour guide. So, like, we had these, like, locals that were bringing us to all these, like, really cool places. It was yeah. just... It's nice. It's a good trip. I just love when you have a vacation that you can remember that vividly. Yeah. And then sometimes when you have a vacation that you can remember that vividly... You want to recreate it, and it never happens. I know. Even if you went back to the exact same place. I know. You know, but. Yep, and it was nice. And so it was a big group of us. It was a bunch of my brother and his friends, and my sister-in-law came, and uh, Grant, my husband's sister, came. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just my parents were there, and it was a good trip. It's just never, like, it also, there's just so many places to go. There's yes. so many places there's to so go. Many, like, we're going to Napa in October. Everything's oh, booked. Good. I'm so <laughs> excited. <laughs> So maybe after this trip, I'll change my answer to Napa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do love Napa. Okay. So let's see. What else do we want to talk about, Kelly? Well, I see. Okay. Your favorite food is cheeseburger and fries. Yes. What is your favorite cheeseburger in Baton Rouge? Oh, it used to be TJ Ribs. I haven't like... Mm, they do have a good cheeseburger. I don't know. Like it's their bun. Like their bun is mm -hmm. like a sweet, sweet bun. Um, but I am like not picky. Like, I just love a cheeseburger and fries. Like, yeah. I could eat Five Guys. I could eat Burger Smith. Like, I'm never, like, I never met a cheeseburger I didn't like. Like, I, and I love fast food, too, so I'll eat a fast food cheeseburger. I don't care. And yeah. I, like, I'm so, like, that's a, I drink Coke all day. I'm horrible. My husband, <laughs> it was, so we, 
once coronavirus hit, my husband and I really got into red wine, and we started drinking, like, a lot of red wine. Everybody did. Yes, and I turned 32, and I was just like, you know, the way it's just not, like, sticking a little bit more than it used to, and I feel like I need to do more. Like, I think it's the red wine. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's definitely not <laughs> the Coke and the fast food and the Taco Bell. It's definitely not it's that. It's the red wine. It's the red wine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Now, I'll be honest. I, I have issues with the fact that alcohol has calories in it. Yeah. It really just, it makes me quite angry. Yeah, I mean, we need it, especially <laughs> as the older we get. I mean, we just, sometimes you just need a glass of wine. I just like wine. Yeah. Do you like wine? I'm not a big wine drinker. It gives me headaches. I mean, I'm, I definitely love beer and I'm incredibly basic, so I love all the seltzers mm-hmm. and things like that. And Ross, my husband, he works for a beer distributor. So, like, we are a beer family. Yeah. Um, but then also vodka, you know, like vodka water Who with a lime. Who does he work for? Uh, Crescent Crown. My best friend works in Lafayette, and she's, like, over, you know, Kaylin Lopez? Yes. That is, like, oh my God. like my sister. <laughs> we, we need to have Kaylin on the podcast. Yes. Want to talk about, I mean, in a male-dominated industry, she from the moment Kaylin. Ross started at Crescent Crown and was talking about Kaylin, I'm like, I already like her. She is. I already like, like her. Like, my true ride or die. Like, we have Grey's Anatomy shirts that say, like, you're my person. Like, she is my person in life. The one that I have gone to. And so, oh, when she that. had Isabel, her little girl, her little girl Isabel is, like, five months older than my little girl. And I'm just so, I was so happy because I didn't think her and Philip were going to have kids. And, you know, I don't even know her well okay. in Salem. When Ross came home, I was like, Kaylin's pregnant. I'm like, yes. Yeah, she, it wasn't planned. It wasn't planned. But um, I was so, she never wanted kids. And so I thought we were going to, you know, I was going to go through this portion of my life. And of course she was going to be there and support me and love my children. But I just didn't know if she would ever. And then we get to do it together. And I was just really happy. Yeah. So, and now Isabel's the sweetest little thing ever. So that's so funny. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was like an actual connection. Live. <laughs> A live, live on the podcast. Live on the podcast. I'm just sitting back watching. This is like the yes. longest I've gone without speaking, I think. Um, yeah. So I actually asked about her the other day. It's kind of a crazy time in the beer industry. Um, you know, some parts of the beer industry are slow to come back to work. And so you've got a lot of people who are in sales, who are driving trucks, making deliveries, pulling at the yes. warehouse. And it it's kind of, it's been tough. And uh, it's meant a lot of really long hours and Ross is exhausted. And I asked the other day, I'm like, how is Kaylin handling this? And he was like, well, with her position, you know, she's um, been able to be pretty lucky and keep uh, her normal situation. Like for the holidays... Like anytime there's a big holiday, I'll call her to say, or say like, because she works, she's from, she lives in Lafayette, but she works in Baton Rouge a lot too, because she's kind of like over training mm-hmm. the development of Lafayette and Baton Rouge. So like, can we go to lunch this week? And she's like, I am delivering. Like she is in the stores stocking shelves. Like she is a hundred pounds soaking wet and in the stores like stocking beer. <laughs> so, yeah. So I just gotta get. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she's yeah. like, it's we just, just have to do what we have to do. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm putting Kaylin on my list. Okay. <laughs> Well, Kate, you've been slacking on the guests. I, okay, but every time I try to book, Lainey's like, I'm sorry, we're booked through October. <laughs> <laughs> they are. I actually have two people that I was, like, trying to get in for July. I need to call them both and be like, oh, how's October looking for you? <laughs> yeah, I know. We are just... But that's amazing. That's yes. such a testament to the podcast Absolutely. and, you know, we the are, work that I y'all feel, are doing. I feel lucky that I got slid into the... <laughs> yeah. I know. I keep saying that. Actually, one of my students wants to come on who does Pilates Plus. And okay. I, I was like, okay, I haven't forgotten about you. I just got to figure out when, when we'll yeah. get you on, you know. Yeah, so season two. We're getting up there with uh, booking out as far in advance as the Patty G Show. 
There, I was oh yeah, there you four go. Four months. Four yeah. months. <laughs> no, has helped us out. He uh, he's the one who suggested these um, headphones. headphones. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be like super legit. Yeah, shout out to Patty G. Thank you, Patty G. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna just end because uh, just to let everybody know, Kelly is also going to be recording on our TPA Tippets podcast oh, right yeah. after this. Uh, so just for the sake of your time, we're gonna end with our five awesome questions. Okay. All right. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Summer or winter? Summer. Wine or cocktail? Wine. Bath or shower? Bath. 100%. Dogs or cats? Dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I I really do wish I could have, we would have videoed the couple from last week because the first question was, who is funnier? And like their reaction, like Terry was like, Terry was like, it's me, clearly. It came through, though. When I was listening to it, I laughed out loud at their response to that question. Well, Kelly, thank you for being so decisive. Um, And, you know, we didn't really actually talk about Pelican State too much. They're great benefits. Yes. But but a pretty big credit union yes, here huge. in, in yeah, the state. Now, is it all Louisiana? Yes, okay. we have, um, we're all the way up in Monroe and then all the way down to like Hammond, Lafayette, Slidell, Covington, and like everywhere in between. So okay. all over the state, um, we have, we're awesome. We have great employees. Y'all have about what, 300 or so? About 300, yeah. yes. And like hiring like crazy. So if you're in banking or want to make a switch to banking, now's a great time. We are like all positions, all departments are hiring. We'd love to have you. So they're very, very easy to find. I'm sure if you Google them, you could go to all of yes. their social media pages. Cause I told Kelly, I was like, y'all social media is like on point. Like y'all do a 401k day. Yes. Oh, I love when social media is popping. We, our marketing team is incredible and they, we have our own blog. So it's Pelican state of mind and we do financial things, but we also just do really fun, um, Louisiana themed, like we have a, um, a, pot, uh, a blog post on the Rougarou, which is like the Louisiana monster, swamp yeah. monster. And it's like, if you Google Rougarou, it's like the first thing that pops up. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really cool. I don't know. Check out the blog, Pelican State of Mind. And then yeah, you can find us and all of our career and benefits um, on pelicanstatecu.com. And it just seems like just as an outsider looking in, you know, and from the people that I've met over there, that you guys have a really good culture as well. And that's really, it seems really important to y'all we really, to maintain. This that. is like the best. So we have a brand new building, which was kind of tough because it, we built it and it was finished like right in August. So right after COVID and we were trying to get people back into the office. But we have free iced coffee and a free fountain drink. Oh, machine. I did see that on Facebook. Yes. So if you come be an employee at Pelican, you get free iced coffee. Okay. Do y'all have a sonic ice machine? Yes. <laughs> this, the ice in our... <laughs> I know. This, the ice in our um, fountain drink machine is sonic ice. And then we have multiple... Sonic ice machines just around. Multiple. Yeah. I'm just trying to get one. We're taking this. Yes. I'm just trying to get one. Maybe we should put a poll yes. and see if people would support so, that. And I can bring that back to the partners and be like, it's popular. When we <laughs> were doing our, uh, when they were building our new corporate campus and they were asking us things we really wanted, like a gym, which we have, and like a few things like, yes, by far the most popular thing was Sonic Ice. Like the, the crunchy cube dye. <laughs> yeah. It's a morale booster. Yeah, yeah. really. So one of my partners and they were like, well, how much is it? I'm like, who cares? It's Sonic Ice. It's well yeah. worth the investment, y'all. Well worth the investment. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. So anyway, thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you for it having me. It was great talking with you and getting to know you a little bit better. And again, you guys could just Google Pelican State Credit Union and that would have her contact information. So we're going to wrap up. Kate, do you have anything that makes you happy? 
things that make us happy. I do. I have two things. Look at Kate. I Proud do. Kate. Yes. Okay, number one, and this is also kind of a shout out to former guest Meredith, uh, Sweet Baton Rouge, Hartley and I went, and um, it's such a, a great store. We had such an incredible shopping experience. There were two girls working there that were so helpful. We ended up talking. Both went to St. Joseph's, New Aubrey. You know, they were just very personable, very helpful. We did a lanyard box for Ross for Father's Day. Got my dad a t-shirt and some socks That's for Father's cute. Day. That's a cute idea. So, Sweet Baton Rouge makes me happy. I can't wait to go back and buy things for me. Hartley walked out with earrings, and get, we walked out with gifts for other people, and I got nothing. So, I need to go back. Kate needs <laughs> to come on our local crawl, which is not a... I told her about this. Yes. I, I did want to invite myself to that. Yes. Um, <laughs> and the other is Solu. It's a newer restaurant. It opened in the spring on Perkins Road. Um, lives up and exceeds the hype. Whatever you've heard, it is so good. The it drinks good. are great. The food is delicious. The menu is cool. The ambiance is awesome. It's Very. That, uh, uh, it's where Rum House, Rum House was. was. Yes. That's yes. what I thought. Okay. Yes. Um, R.I.P. Rum House, but this is the phoenix that rose from those ashes, and <laughs> it, it lives up to the hype, so those two things make me very happy. Okay, all right. Look at Kate and her local shout-outs, per usual. Mm -hmm. um, so, the thing that made me happy, and I'm, this is going to sound, like, so silly, but, God, see, I'm confused on my day. So, Sunday afternoon, we were at the River House. And we had actually taken the boat out with the new raft that we got, or like, oh, you know, where like the kids can sit on it, yeah. and they can be pulled by the boat, the tube, or yeah, tube, yes. But it's like you can sit, so it's got a back on it, right? That's nice. So that was like super fun, and I'm all about that. I'm like, um, Aunt Miss Miss gets it. <laughs> but later on that afternoon, I hadn't really gotten in the pool in a couple of weeks because we just had stuff going on down there. And I got in the pool, and like, I feel like as an adult, I don't swim as much. Like, I don't completely put my mm -hmm. head underwater, you know, like depending on if I've washed my hair or something. Yeah. And so Sunday afternoon, I was just like, wash schedule. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but it was Sunday and I washed my hair on Sunday. I messed so mine up this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like so much fun to like just go underwater and play with Cameron. He was trying to catch me. He's five or four and a half, you know? And so, um, I don't know. It was just like, it's so freeing to just be underwater and in the pool mm -hmm. and like treading water. And Kate, you used to swim for exercise. Yes, I love swimming. Uh -huh. I wish I would have been introduced to it earlier in life, um, but it, I, I love it. So I tried it, and it's um, swimming laps to me is incredibly boring. Yeah, I don't love to swim. Well, and... It was fun with Cameron kind of trying to chase me. <laughs> well, and part of that, I love training with a group and having a class, and I'm very competitive, so, you know, I wanted to be the fastest or, you know, and or get in the most, you know, 50s or whatever it may be. So that makes a difference. But even now, like, Hartley does swim team, and so we'll go swim laps. And I'm like, God, I forgot how much fun it is just to, like... Yeah. Freestyle and just I don't like swim. the water in my nose, and I don't like any of it. I'm just not. You know, mm -hmm. no, I, I, I really do think I actually like it. And most of the time, I end up, you know, if we go on vacation, I've got a spray tan, then I'm like, well, I want to get in the pool because there goes my spray tan. And you yeah. know what? Scrubbing and tan. Yeah, it's not worth it. yeah. It's not worth it. That's Play not making me pool. happy. But swimming in the pool with my nephews yeah. is darn it. There you go. So anyway, all right. Thanks again, Kelly. Thank thanks to all of our listeners. Hope everybody has a great week. We'll see you next time.